0: Yeah. Hey, there he is. There he is. Sorry, sorry about that, Daryl. It, it yeah, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> it's all about Duke. I know it. <laughs> well, no, because it, it puts. It, That's
1: all I could say. It puts
0: the the ad the the the, re- the reject button before the admit button, so I always default <laughs> to want to click the first one first. And I guess once it say once I say no to you, it doesn't want to. No, again. right? It was
1: true. I was. I was um, like, uh, uh, who's the receiver? Antonio Brown. I was like Antonio Brown. Nobody wants you. So, yeah, <laughs> and no second chances, or should we say 15th chance. Um, is he actually still playing for him?
0: I, I don't know, Matt. You got the latest on uh, wife Beater yeah.
1: Brown?
2: He's in Tampa.
1: I was so ha- happy to see the uh, pig uh, Ben go down. And they're not that good a team. Kansas City's like five times better. You
0: know, it's funny. It seems um, the, the Dolphins celebration, the seventy two Dolphin celebration, seems a little pettier every year, doesn't it? It does when somebody does. loses. But yeah, I was I was glad to see them lose too.
1: Yeah, and welcome, welcome to the sports show with Baker, Big D, and Joe. Uh, I'm Big D, coming to you from Western Mass. Uh, Matt, yeah, I am down in Agawam. How's um how's the um, uh, uh, COVID down there? Is Agawam doing okay or is it in trouble? Um
2: well it, it uh we I was I was telling Joe before the show started we as a school district we going um remote next week, and uh, as of now and that's the
1: way it's going to stay. <laughs> as, as that's
2: that's my prediction. Yeah well prediction. I mean as of now we we are planning. Uh, to come back January 4th but I Dream I think be, behind the scenes realistically I think we all know it's going to be a little bit longer than that um, yeah. but numbers I mean numbers are creeping up we we did have uh, a few positives in our school um, but compared to surrounding towns Apple right. has been doing pretty well right and Hampshire County's doing great.
1: Joe, out there on the left coast, how's it going?
0: Uh, terribly. Just like everywhere else. We're, um, you really? know, yeah, I mean, we've we're in sort of the extreme risk uh, shutdown state in my County. I'm supposed to uh, quarantine for two weeks. If I go across the border to Washington, I, I went, you know, last week to pick up some jeep parts and i was supposed to then quarantine for two weeks which you know i i didn't come into physical which contact. of
1: course you're doing
0: well i didn't come into physical contact with anyone while i was there like the guy left the parts outside and i stopped for gas and paid at the pump so i i didn't right. see it necessary but, but honestly my my life is basically being lived in right. quarantine anyway i mean i <laughs> same here. I, I do same here. i do delivery for my groceries i do pharmacy drive-through window and anything else i need i can get uh, some sort of curbside delivery and you know those people won't come within 10 feet of you they throw the stuff in the back yeah. of the car and, and go so
1: same here and uh, so i'm in you know joe and i are single right well joe you have your beloved dog yes but um but i i live by myself but my daughter and uh son-in-law have come and renting a place in Amherst for a month. And nice. they unfortunately had some mishaps on the way from flat tires and had to deal with some people. So they sort of a- added another week to the quarantine. But I'm going to at least see them. We'll see each other mass uh, tomorrow. And then by uh, later next week, we'll be able to be together. And uh, so, as a matter of fact, uh, they're probably going to help me with my kids' show oh, nice. next week. So, they may, they may hang around for our sports show, too. Oh, cool. Not, awesome. that, not that my daughter Leah can offer any, any sports <laughs> information, but Cornelius, Matt, you remember him. He came on and talked about rugby.
2: Yeah, we, um, we, had, um, we had him on, Was it It was before the summer, I think. It was like at the beginning yeah, of, so. of quarantine. Yeah, I think so. And, and he, he had a, a lot of awesome insight, you know, coming from South Africa and, and the rugby and, and you know, and the racial, story. that was great. Um, yeah, the racial.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Um, yeah. and So actually, I'm just we're talking on air, but um, I want to uh, ask uh, Matt, either your father in law or who I'd really like to ask is uh, Margo, Ed's wife. To give us a UMass basketball update, because UMass basketball is about to begin today.
2: Last Uh, night. Oh, it was last night? Yeah, they played. I I actually, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, Oh, good. Yeah, so last night. Anyway,
1: but but maybe we can uh, have a little, you know, every couple weeks have a little uh, five-minute update from super fans. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. I actually talked to Ed last week and I asked him if he wanted to come on. He said maybe after basketball gets going, so maybe we can have the, well, the Malachowski. But, but I'd rather – I,
1: I have to feel that Margot is more knowledgeable about UMass basketball than Ed. She's, so. she's, <laughs> defi- she's, def-
0: she's definitely smarter. Sorry, Ed. You know, it's
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like to put those little dig- digs into our friends. Um, but yeah, so did you happen to what happened? Did you mass beat Northeastern?
2: Yeah, they did beat Northeastern. It was 94 to 79. Uh, Trey Mitchell, their All-Star center, sophomore, 31 points, 11 rebounds. Um I'm looking up I just pulled up the box score quickly. I get the um the alerts on my How phone. about
1: Tyrone Weeks, junior? Uh, we, he he had a spectacular start to his freshman year and then got knocked out. Yep. Um, yep. He had tremendous accuracy from three point. Yeah. Range. Yeah. So
2: TJ Weeks he ended up with 25 minutes. Um, he, he poor shooting night actually. He was three for 11, uh, one for five from beyond the arc. Uh, 11 points. But you know playing 25 minutes yeah. coming off the injury. Yeah. I, I he he was able to redshirt so he's a freshman. Um, so. Uh, oh, that's that's, great. that's promising. I do think, though, you know, as uh, I hope that college basketball, I, I actually I think they they should sort of put a postponement, put a little pause on their season, and and try to get back into it. They they do need to have some sort of um, you know March Madness or, or or tournament at the end of the year. I, I think playing games now is kind of foolish, but. Um, this UMass team is very promising and I hope that yeah. they're able to play <laughs> at some level at a, a few games where they right. can be as a, as a college and as a university, it would be unfortunate if they have a pretty solid team, Trey Mitchell, you know, who knows when you don't want to waste their years at, at the university. you know? No, you no, they have,
1: they have some serious players yeah. uh, this year. So, but again, you know we've all i've been the eternal optimist about umass partly because you know i went to duke and university of florida and was able to sit right there on the court side and see beautiful basketball and that's what i would love more than anything in amherst to sit courtside and see you know top 50 basketball you know i'll settle for just uh the you know making the tournament and maybe winning one game
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun when they had those teams, those Derek Kellogg oh, teams. Even that were that, that were competitive. But so I got to two, two, One thing for each of you, Matt. That's an awful lot of analysis for someone who twenty minutes ago told me he probably wasn't going to pay any attention to college basketball. <laughs> <You're>
2: all <laughs> NBA, NBA. Oh, oh right, right, right. sorry.
0: And uh, Daryl, I, I want from your Duke perspective. I want to hear what your opinion of of what your your Grandmaster Shashevsky had to say. Which I'm fully, I loved, I'm fully I love behind. Said, by the way, he, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: He said exactly what Matt just said is like, why are we playing right now? Yeah, You know, 3,000 3, people died, uh, you know, and it's not, I would assume that in, a, in three weeks, it's going to be 4,000 people a day. And in, in that sort of, now the um, New York Times just did an article about reporting 6,600 college positive tests. Um, mostly for football. And, but the thing is, that's only like two thirds of the schools reported. It. Um, so it's probably even higher than that. That's a lot of COVID tests positive.
0: Yeah, the numbers are terrible. And, you know, we, we said this before Thanksgiving, that it, it, this is exactly when you would expect to see the spike from all the people who went to gatherings with 15 or 18 or 25 people. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's only going to get worse over the next few months. I mean, it, we thought it was alarming a month ago when we hit 1,000 deaths a day. Now we're, you know, three. And like you said, Daryl, we're going to be at four, five, six soon. And I, I think it was nice to hear the reasonable voice. And Krzyzewski is often... A reasonable voice among yeah, all these things, yeah. so I, I, you know, I, I admire him for that. You have to hate him because he's at Duke, and you have to, you know, it's like it's like hating the Yankees for the rest of the sports world. But uh, <laughs> and it was funny too to see the response from, I guess apparently they have basketball at Alabama, and the coach is someone named Nate Oats. I guess being the basketball coach at Alabama is like being the janitor at an orgy. He's <laughs> and he, so he he his his response was well, Shustek <laughs> only said that because he lost because he lost to Illinois. Shustek's lost plenty of early early season, games. right? And,
1: they lost to Michigan State. Yeah, too. it's hard to say how how good they're going to be this year. I would assume that they're pretty young and that they'll get better as the year goes on,
0: right? Which again, well, it's typical in the in the one and done era. That's what that's what yeah. happens to a lot of a lot of schools. But I I sort yeah. of like the idea of you don't just cancel the season and play a play a tournament let everybody in make a double elimination and you know i don't know how you do the seedings that's you know they've got power that sort of thing but just let's just just do it in in march and april you know do it in six weeks and you could do it in four locations to start and then when you get down to 72 teams or 68 teams or whatever get down to one location i mean i that seems to be the only safe way to do it. But again, they don't, they don't really care about safe.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, let me say this and, and I, I, we talked about this a few weeks back. Daryl, you, you use the phrase, like it's the risk balance, right? Right. And right. I just, I don't see the balance now. Like why, why force and push these games at the timing of it? It, it isn't there for me. I don't, I don't think you need to try to push through and get some resemblance of uh, a full season in college. I mean, and if you think about it, college basketball too, you're indoors, you're, you're sweating all over each other. And because you're playing multiple games a week, uh, it, the scheduling aspect of it and the contact tracing aspect of it is, is a logistical nightmare. Mm-hmm. And now, I, I, I'm a firm believer, like I've been kind of paying attention and reading a little bit about the mental health and, and the amount of stress and anxiety that people have because of this. And that, that's a real thing when you're telling a college kid, well, now you got to quarantine and, and, and stay in your dorm room for 20 days without human contact, you know? And, and so the risk balance isn't there right now. And when you have college kids who are maybe their team isn't under quarantine so they're practicing but then their game gets canceled hours before they're going to play and then you try to get on the phone the coach tries to call another team to see if they can come and and you know that this the stress and anxiety isn't there for like we we had um there's a, a teacher i work with she's pregnant and you know the the amount of stress and anxiety that, oh, she, that she had on her mind—that's not healthy for an unborn child. So I, I was having a conversation with her, and I'm like, "You did." Was she was she going to school? She, we were in school, yeah. And so ooh, you know, it, it it just comes to you should be home because you're yep. when you're mentally not there, you're not doing anything positive for your student. I'm not. She's not a bad teacher by any stretch of the means, but right, you know, right. when, when no, you have a stress constant, eats
1: you up, stress you eats you up. You have a
2: constant thought in the back of your head. You know that doesn't help anybody, and and I do think, and I'll say this, and I'm, you know, I I don't know, I I you you guys I don't I don't necessarily believe that shutting down everything is the answer either. I I, I honestly I don't, um, but I I think it comes down to that risk balance and you know, I, I saw a post the other day and I was reading this article and it was like, you know, the, the top 10 deadliest days in America and, and you know, COVID of last yeah, yeah. week was like four of them. Yeah. And then- Well, and you know, soon it will be 10 of them. But, and, and, and I, I would love to get your guys' opinion on this. And, and I know there's, there's two ways to look at it. But so then I looked up how many people died in the year 2018- and did the math, divided it by 365 days. And it's actually like seven, over 7,000 people die. And and granted, there's all these other reasons of why they die, but 7,000 people die a day. So when you, I I just think we need to be smart, which I, I, I don't think a lot of people are, but it's all about that risk balance. And just be. I just. I don't see the the balance in in playing but Matt, college basketball. It
1: would only be fair if you take take those figures. It would only be fair if you compare them to right now, because the whole thing about COVID is the amount of deaths over the normal amount of deaths. Right. I mean, that's period. if
0: you're talking about you're talking about seven thousand deaths a day, and an additional now we're into three thousand just because of COVID. That's bonkers. That is, right. I mean, that if that that's not super alarming, if that doesn't make us, I mean, honestly, Matt, I, I disagree. I think we should right now. We need to shut everything down. Ninety days, nothing, nothing's open. No, no restaurants, no bars, no stores, no nothing. Make all grocery be delivery or pick up. Let's. We do not need to be congregating. I had to go get um, an MRI, a neck MRI, yesterday. And I was terrified to be in the hospital, to be in that waiting room for a half yeah. hour. And I, I, you know, I've, everyone needs to be terrified of public contact right now. And if you look at the, you know, look at everyone's social media. But news. okay,
1: but now let's be realistic, which is that first off, nothing's going to happen for another month, um, which is unfortunate. And a total lockdown is almost out of the question. However, um, if, We did close all bars and restaurants, and in addition to that, gave money to hospitality workers Mm -hmm. so that they didn't feel that they had to go to work, that they could stay home and survive. That's what we're missing. That CARES Act was brilliant, and it worked. And the fact that we may not do it, it's either this week or it's not going to happen till who knows when? February, and the, the carnage of people getting kicked out and losing their benefits—it's it's, it's going to be uh, brutal. So this is so the realistic is I don't think there's a chance to close down everything. However, there is a chance to close down bars and restaurants and support those people, you know. Well, that's a, and then uh, and then and then some schools can stay open. Not all, not many, but some
0: well that 's the thing without the support you can 't do it and I you know and you 're right, Daryl, i wasn 't being realistic, I was just being angry, but you know right. at, at some point at some point, somebody 's got to step up, and i don 't know you know as far as like you said, congress isn 't going to do it until February at the earliest at this point
1: well they 've got a chance of doing it next week if they 've got any brains, if McConnell. You know, his his heart is three sizes too small. It's worse than the Grinch. Um, But maybe, just maybe, he'll get a little dose of Christmas spirit. Maybe he'll listen to the poor, starving people of Kentucky and give them a little relief. Uh, You know, all he has to do, he is single-handedly blocking the bill from coming up. Um, That Joe Manchin, Susan Collins bill, it's not perfect, but it would help an awful lot. Yeah. But what, it has to be ne- this coming
2: kind of week. What? What? And and I ask this question genuinely, and and I'm not paying. I I know McConnell's blocking it, and and I'm not super in, into all the details up on it. But where, like, how much money are you thinking would be necessary to keep all the small businesses open? Like, you're shutting everything down, but yet you want a relief for all small business owners who basically. If you shut them down without supporting them, they would, they like, go on. they closed. All good. these restaurants, you know, maybe not Applebee's, maybe not McDonald's, but all, everybody who, right. who, who owns their own restaurant, they're done. And so how has much to pay money rent. are you like? How much money do you think that would so, take? And where is it okay. coming from? Because, well, see, you know, but that's that's the thing.
1: That's the thing. Money right now is easy, cheap. There's 0% loans. So the government should be spending money. The whole way that this works is people stay home and they get money to live on. That's what Europe did. That's what lots of places do. And that's what you have to do. And we just are not adult enough, our leaders, to, to face up to well, it. That's all but it it's is. Also and, and honestly, but wait a minute, if it's yeah. $2 trillion, $3 t- trillion, that's a drop in the bucket, That, especially because what it will do is it'll lead to COVID getting under control and the economy opening up again. And so the economy can't open up. Yes, it's a great hope. Yeah, let's open it up. Let's open it up. Let's open it up. But with the numbers that you're seeing in the Midwest, and now, basically, the whole country is red, even Massachusetts. Rhode Island's leading the country right now and its infection rate. So you have to support people so that they can stay home and so they can keep their houses and they can eat and not be hungry. We have more hunger in this country than we've ever had right now. Well and and, and so it's a drop in the bucket. I know 3 trillion sounds but even even the mansion bill is 1 trillion basically and just do it. It's it's nothing. It's because the reward when the economy comes back, uh, you know there's been this false thing that deficits are bad, and you know they're they're a problem, and the amount of interest is a problem. but right now that's all you need. you need to be deficit spending
0: i you know i I think what needs to happen it needs to ha- the the relief needs to come at both ends they need to put a few hundred dollars a week in the pocket of every American like they did with the $1,200, but that needs to be a consistent every month thing. And also from the other end, it needs to be, there needs to be blanket mortgage payment suspensions for 90 days. No one has to pay mortgage or rent for 90 days. And if you start there, that's everyone's biggest expense, whether you're a business, whether you're a family, or whether you're a single guy with a dog, that's my biggest expense every month. And if I didn't have to worry about that, $1,360, $1,360, that would right. be a, a tremendous relief. And I think, but you. you and the,
1: the other part, Joe, that I would add on to that is that businesses have to get money. Businesses. And the thing is, that it, it sort of was set up that way the first time and it was really abused. But if I, so the small businesses did not really get the money. Right. The small businesses need to get the money. And
0: I agree. Make a massive loan program, make it better administered than that last one, because most of the small business owners I know applied for that the day it became a- Tom major.
1: Brady's business yeah. got money. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's, yes, that's, yeah. You
0: know, yeah, but my yeah, friend who owns a hair it, salon with three chairs couldn't get one. So
1: Right. And my, and my friend that has an auto, uh, Jen's husband, Matt, you know, he, he couldn't get a loan.
0: Yeah. And so it, I, it needs to be, but I think which, if you're going to put, if you're going to tell that small business owner, they don't have to pay their rent, then they don't need to open. So they don't need to to have any expenses. If they want to stay open and do curbside on their own or have two employees, they can, but give them also that individual money. So if if that were me and I owned, you know, the sterile, I owned a restaurant on Cape Cod for a few years. And if, if this, is this would been my situation. And they said to me, Okay, you don't have to pay your rent for the next three months, and here's sixteen hundred dollars a month in your pocket. I would have just gone home. I would have just closed my business, and you would have kept months. your business. Right, right, right. exactly.
2: But All right. What would and, and and I know, I'm I'm honestly genuinely asking this question because I, I don't know. And and Joe, you probably would have the most insight if if you had that, a, a small restaurant. So if you you're if you didn't have to pay your rent for that business, essentially. That is somebody else's business. They own the building. So now what, well, what becomes the trickle down effect of where, what like uh, uh, that person's going to have to make up that money also.
0: Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Offer them relief. Uh, take some of the money and ma- give it to the, the, the property owners, the mortgage holders and, and get, pay them. So we don't have to pay them. In other words, take that $3 trillion and use it to pay everyone's mortgage.
1: So listen. Well, also listen. let me
0: let me add something because I know my parents are listening and they're gonna want this. The people I rented from in Hyannis, the second location, were yeah. the worst human beings on the face I'm not I'm not exaggerating. If people right. want to look them up, their names were uh, Joseph.
1: No, no, no. Let's not oh, slander anybody. No, they, even if they deserve. They, it. they no, they deserve but to no, be no.
0: slandered. They they they, and I. Darryl, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll do the sto- I'll tell you the story. After we're done, so podcast okay. listeners, stick around after we sign off for that one. Because <laughs>
1: but the um, It's a pretty... But so the yeah. thing is that we haven't even mentioned the real tragedy straight ahead, which is cities and states have no income because all tourism has stopped, all business has stopped. And so the upcoming layoffs of
2: police and, and oh, teachers... It's going to be, it's going to be gross. I am I'm I told you that at like that, that's something that I am still worried about because right. in, in here in the town of Aguam, when I left Belcher town, I came to Aguam, I lost my professional status. You're a newbie. I've been teaching yeah. for 13 years, but I believe there's a real possibility, especially we in our town, we get a lot of, um, uh, tax relief or, or, or help from six flags. Um, that that's a big chunk of our town's economy. Right. We don't spend nothing right now. You know, the the school budgets, I mean, uh, Darrell and you know this, school budgets get cut left and right every year anyway. Uh, And and so what it's going to look like, there's going to be a lot of teachers losing jobs. I'm worried about that for the last, well, since since really since last April, when I I was like, wow, this, this might be a prolonged thing. I've been working... Um, you know, double and triple time with my side business trying to think if I do get laid off, I might have a head start on something to try to fall back to. I'm not going to sit down and, and just wait for that to happen. I'm going to try to be proactive, but that's a real thing, too. I mean, I, I, <laughs> all I, right. All it's right. It's all. Let's know, go. Yeah. Let's
1: go to sports. Yeah, <laughs> sports. This is a sports show. We've wasted the first half talking about what it should be. And unfortunately, I do. I honestly I, I am super optimistic for me personally. I feel that we're going to have an adult in the White House, and that also, from what I'm reading uh, in the uh, Boston Globe, that I, myself, will be vaccinated by between February and April. You're considered phase so two, right? Yes, yeah. I am, because I'm old with pre-existing conditions, and I'm a and teacher. A teacher. Yeah. Wow. So, so I should, by by my birthday in April, I should be vaccinated and i'm ex- so excited i mean it really does put a spring in my step to think that that i you know and and i i, I hope that you guys aren't far behind
0: yeah i think um, well matt you mentioned that you were going to be in that same same bucket and they they've i think i will be in phase two they haven't yet given a projection for oregon but i would expect it to be you know again by by my birthdays at the end of march hopefully by then and it'll be like you said i, I agree there will be fantastic to just be willing to go out in public
1: again okay so we did sort of mention college football and um, basketball now football <laughs> what about the stuff with Ohio State they uh, have to play six games I'm so well we only played good.
2: five I don't well,
0: like are, it. Matt are they one of the four best teams are they the third best team in the country
2: yeah but I I, I, my, then they my should be problem. in the playoffs. I, I, but how problem. do you know? I, I don't, how do you not, know they not, played not, five yeah. games?
0: Because they won it's, five. They won all five of their games. They beat Indiana, who's the only other team in the argument. So I don't know where the argument is. If they hadn't played Indiana, I could see this being an, an argument. But they beat the team that's behind them in the standings. I, I don't. I don't get it. Here's
2: uh, here. I, my gripe isn't with Ohio State. It's not a. It's not Ohio right. State's fault. It, it's the Big Ten's fault. But again, <laughs> I said this last week. In, in the risk balance. If just because Joe Joe, if they played two games, yeah, they're still the top four teams. Why did everybody else, what did they risk it for? What was their risk balance to play? When and they, so if you're gonna if you're gonna set an arbitrary number at the beginning of the season, that becomes what you are risking for. That's why you're doing this. And if now and and I agree they are a top four team, but Shame on you, Big Ten, for making an arbitrary number at six, which forced everybody else, all these other schools, to risk their safety, their health, to play six games. Why bother? that That's my gripe.
0: Well, but the thing is, they didn't play two. They played five. So they were one game short. And the other thing is, right. don't we all acknowledge that this college football season's a joke anyway? So I think to right. pick this, yeah. this thing to jump on it seems a little... A little unnecessary. Okay, so, to me, so but
1: so then the, let's at least talk about the top four. So it's who is it? Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Who's the fourth one?
2: Alabama. Alabama, yeah. Alabama. Uh, so okay. Yeah. So you, who's winning? Notre Dame who cares? Has to play Clemson in the A- different
1: <laughs> Oh, so they're gonna play right. So before the before the play it's
2: possible. So that so whoever wins that game now so wait a minute didn't doesn't clemson already have one loss to notre dame if clemson loses again they're gonna be out really they're gonna have two losses they're gonna have to be
1: Interesting. Okay. So but Joe doesn't want to talk about it and honestly I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> well no, I I so, okay, I, I could talk about it. So we're not talking about uh, college sports not gonna, with its I'm, 10, I'm, seven thousand positive tests. I'm not gonna
0: rah rah it. I'm gonna say we shouldn't be doing it, but we can talk about it. I'm happy to talk about why we shouldn't be playing college football.
1: Well well, why don't we move to pros?
0: Oh, okay. We could talk about why we shouldn't be playing that either. Sure.
1: It, <laughs> I'm sorry. And let me start peeing on the let fire. Me start That's with, um, you know, I ate a little humble pie last week, and I'm going to do it again. So, as a longtime Patriots fan, being on top for 20 years, you know the unprecedented run. Well, it's over, and now all, all of a sudden, I know what it's like to root for the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and Where's I think knife, it's very yeah. fitting that the Giants are going to maybe make the playoffs it
2: does look like washington may be slightly better so washington may well hold on though the giants have two wins against washington the the giants have beat washington twice how can you but don't they have the same record they have the same record but the giants beat their their the football team twice you can't say they're better um so but you are you psyched about the giants i am I, I am. Uh, <laughs> you should be. They they're they're playing. You know what it is. Joe Judge has. You're you when you're changing the culture in the locker room and getting them to believe that they can win instead of expecting to lose. He's done that. Um, he's getting more out of his team than he should. That's promising. You know, I, the the line between a win and a loss is so. Small and in professional sports in general, you know, it, it's easy for us to sit there and, and when we watch an athlete and we're like, oh man, he sucks, he's horrible. You know, honestly, they're pretty athletic, right? And, and yeah. so, even the worst guy in the NFL, the worst guy in the NBA, they're still uh, uh, a top 1% athlete in the world. So, it's you know, the, the margin of, of victory is so small. I mean, just look at the Jets. You know, you do an all out, you're winning, and then you, five seconds. Oh, left. my God.
1: We, I, we, you know, so I just want to say one more thing about the Patriots. I hope they lose on the way all the rest of their games, finish six and 10, and maybe get the 10th pick in the draft. But, but you know what, what about the Jets? What about the Jets? I mean, here they're winning a game, and the idiot Greg Williams, with the last play of the game, that the, all they have to do is prevent a touchdown, puts an all out blitz let's a speedy receiver be one-on-one and catch a touchdown to, you know, to, to take the, you know, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat.
0: Uh, Other other way around snatch defeat from the jaws of victory.
1: Right. Yeah. Snatch defeat (laughs) from the jaws of victory. And that's, that's what (laughs) the jets
0: have done best. But I, I mean, you have to think, you have to think that that was at least semi-intentional. I mean, they're, you know, they're they're actually in kind of a battle for the last the the first pick with Jacksonville and the Bengals. I guess are still in that,
1: but
2: well, if it wasn't semi intentional, they wouldn't have fired him. Well, yeah. no, I was actually going to ask you that, Joe, because I kind of thought that, and I kind of feel bad. Not, I don't feel bad, um, but I I feel like um Greg Williams has been made to be a little bit of a scapegoat a little bit because I kind of feel like it was intentional. And Adam Gase has headphones on. He knows what the what. The call is going in. He didn't stop it. So, you know, yeah, it was a bad defensive call. And Greg Williams is a decent coordinator. He's, he's not a first year guy. No,
1: he's not. He's the one that led New Orleans Saints to the bounties.
0: Yeah, they're giving up 30 points a game. Uh, so but, I, but I don't know. Bad,
1: but they're a bad
2: team. I mean,
1: yeah, but he's a bad. A bad I think he's bad. I think he's a bad intentioned individual. He's a,
0: he's not a. Def, I agree, Daryl. He's not somebody you want in your locker room, and that, that's you know, there. It doesn't matter. That whole staff is going to be gone at the end of the season. I don't know how yeah. he still has a job now, but I, at this point, there's there's no point in firing him now. You may as well, may as well no. just
1: wait till the end of the season. So. But you have to have pity for the Jets fans. No, no, we don't
0: deserve any. We really don't. And that's the thing: when you actively make a choice to stay in this relationship, it's it's our own fault. And I, you know, like I've I've got a friend, my friend Angel, who I I is a dear, dear-hearted man. But I, I just—it's so painful to watch him post every week, every Sunday, in his Jets jersey and his. his oh God! His, his, this is the year, this, and it, and it, to watch him be genuinely crushed every season by week five and week six. Does he,
1: does he put a paper bag over his head?
0: No, he he probably should at this point, but he's a. Uh, he, you know, again, I admire anyone who can still. Maintain that sort of devotion to anything at this point, particularly yep. a, a, a sports franchise that continually lets you down. And I,
1: well, but let's give Matt a little chance to glory in the Jet Giants for a second. So, what's their record and what's their games ahead? Do that. What's their? They're, they're five
0: and seven. They're tied for first. And I was actually gonna tease Matt a little bit about the record and then you know, they've won four in a row. That's the third longest winning streak in the league right now. And, you know, five five and seven from one and seven is respectable. So we'll see, you know, if they can, you know, I think eight and eight's realistic at this point, but it's not super impressive. But when you look at it over the second half of the season being a, you know, seven and one, then, then that is a little bit more impressive. So I, I would be, it's still going to look weird to see an eight and eight team or a seven and nine team in the playoffs winning a division, but it's happened yeah. before. So,
2: well, and and this is the thing too, right? If you look at they started zero and five, and if you look at those five losses, uh, they were uh, uh, other than the forty nine er game, they were. If there's such a thing as a respectable loss, you know. Granted, I was not. A happy fan at 0 and 5, but you looked at it. They who did they lose to? They lost to um, uh, the Steelers. Uh, the Bears was a bad loss, but uh, but they were close. They were in it. You knew that was a young team trying to learn how to win. And as a fan, I, I just kept trying to stay positive, saying they they need to learn how to win. They haven't learned how to do it yet. They still expect to lose, and then they they beat the the football team, and then they beat them again. And they they lost to the Eagles by one point. They lost to the Cowboys by two points. So they were in these games, and they had to learn how to win and and learn what it takes to win. And now that they're doing that, to me, record – I didn't expect them to be a playoff team anyway. Now, is Washington also five and seven? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you
1: know Uh, – For some reason, I just think Washington's playing a little better right now. I know they got the two losses. But um, but only one of those teams will make the playoff. Right. Yeah.
0: Because. Yeah. And let's I think we still need to withhold judgment for a couple more weeks because until this last week, they really hadn't beaten anybody. They beat Cincinnati, the Eagles and Washington twice. None of those teams have a winning record. So, you know, like I said, until Seattle, they haven't hadn't beaten a good team. That could be a fluke. They could lose out. We'll see.
2: Yeah, no, and, and you're – look, I, and I don't think anybody would sit there and, and really expect – whoever comes out of the NFC East, really, I don't think you can realistically expect them to win a playoff game. It, as a Giant fan, I don't – they're not a playoff team. Um, but I'm happy with the progression. They've learned how to win. Right, they, they, right. You know, they're putting in the work. They're not making excuses for – It sets them up good it, for next year. It, it, and it does. And so I am finally – optimistic and, and, and really like proud of the product that they're putting onto the field because you can tell it's guys who want to win, who expect to win rather than guys that are just going to collect a paycheck. The last few years, that's what it felt like.
1: Joe, um, are you feeling that um, NFL should not be playing? Was that sort of what you said earlier? I mean, we
0: all know that's not going to happen. I think what I'd like to see would be a little more, um, we talked about this a little bit last week a little more a reasonable attitude about when the season was going to be completed like there's no reason not to push the super bowl back a couple of weeks there aren't going to be fans it's not going to be the typical super bowl experience this right. year anyway right. so push it back 2 weeks build an extra 2 weeks into the regular season so we don't have to have a team playing with a practice squad receiver at quarterback
1: yeah. Or, that, that yeah. But you know one. what? I don't not think that the worst commissioner in Negro sports is going to do that.
0: Well, and that's this you is know? this is a sport that has the most stubborn ownership group and the most profit yeah. m- most profit motivated ownership group of, of the four majors. So I, I, I don't I don't expect any of that to happen. But I can can I can I rant about
2: it here? like can. can oh yeah. Can yeah. I, wish, can I wish ask for it out loud? No. And 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 I like I agree with you. You can slander owners. I got no problem oh, but with what that. What would what should their number one priority be as a as an owner of a franchise? I
0: think everyone every human being's number one priority right now should be making sure more people don't die from this thing. And I think all these decisions they're making. And you know, again, we we talked about the difference between college and, and pro athletes. You can ask a pro basketball player to be in a bubble for three months because he's making $18 million a year. We can't ask these things of college athletes. So I think we can ask our pro football teams to go into a, a bubble at playoff time. So -hmm. if we can sort of somehow make it through the next four weeks, right? That's what we got four weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: we can somehow make it through the next four weeks, even if it takes six weeks to play those four games. I would feel a little bit better about that, but I again, we, I mean, we.
1: But, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be game, 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 game. Well, at this point, you too,
0: you, you can j- make just as good an argument for we're so so close to the finish line. Why slow it right. down now?
1: Right. And and you th- know they didn't. It are the are the number of COVID positive football players decreasing?
0: It seems to be pretty flat. It seems Here's, to be not, – it's not getting much worse. We have these little bursts, mm-hmm. these
1: little outbreaks.
0: But it seems to be – I mean, we haven't had a situation like we did with Baltimore
1: or Buffalo.
2: Oh, God. Other than oh, – so. and, and I, I might be wrong on this, so chime in if I am. Other than the Baltimore outbreak and the Tennessee outbreak, it's kind of been – trickle here trickle there well there's no, been, no
1: there's the denver quarterbacks who dumbly didn't wear masks but, and all four of them were kicked out right but, but that
0: wasn't that, that was
2: a contact trace right That's only one of them only one of them had it right yes yeah. so oh, okay. that was so you could make the argument that are the are there procedures and protocols for for the most part working if they're followed I mean other than those two teams that I, I kind of agree with it was that stupid, what was it it was the strength and conditioning oh guy,
1: god right it was and it, well it was just repeated 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 and and to watch I the, what I watched of that Baltimore Pittsburgh game was like the most painful pathetic football I've ever seen in my life it was awful well,
0: um, Matt and I were talking about this while while I uh, while I was kept rejecting your entry to the Zoom Zoom call. But the um, I
1: still like Duke. I don't care. Even if you're not going to let me in my own show.
0: We'll we'll, we'll let you, but we're just going to we're just going to push back
2: a little bit. Mute his mic.
0: I'll just I'll just reject him from the call again.
2: Could we um I, 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 Joe, do you got anything more on the NFL? Uh,
0: I did, but it's out of my head. So go ahead.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Darryl, oh, good. you're gonna. I, come I, I on, bash Matt. come the on. NBA. NBA, give it to me. I got to bash <sighs> the NBA. No, why are we picking on
1: the NBA? Right, they're I, the, they're the they're the paragon of sports. That's okay. That's right. we just intelligent th- athletes that speak out you know it's
0: okay daryl we're just entering our now almost weekly se- segment of matt is wrong about
2: as long I, I won't let jill listen to this segment <laughs> um are, you guys are okay with Kyrie irving refusing to talk to the media and no and, no and, and no, james harden disgusting. refusing no. to play and right no 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 i want, that's talk what I want to talk about
1: james yeah okay no, you're fine let's start with Kyrie irving because i just saw that one today that he referred to the media as pawns yep he
2: he's he
1: so here's which is what that there so the media is below him so he doesn't
2: have to talk to him and i believe so here this, i was listening to uh the radio yesterday on my way driving around a little bit um he called the the beat writer of his that covers his team upon and he's refusing to talk to the media. Now this is also something that's collectively bargained by the NBA and their yes. association that they have to fulfill. And they get fined if they, they don't. get fined if he doesn't. And now he's using that as well, my money better go to where I want it to go. And and granted, he's asking for it to go to, um, uh, I forget how he he wants it to go to communities in the area that are are struggling. Uh, So he can give his money to communities. That's, you know, I I just, I I don't know. I think it's a bad look for the NBA. We've talked about it No, I totally agree.
1: Kyrie Irving is, you know, he did a wonderful thing in Cleveland. He had some moments in Boston. But when you look at his whole body of work, he is a great creative player. But boy, am I glad that the Celtics have Kemba Walker, injuries or not. I, I am, um, you know. Well,
0: we're talking about two different things here. He's a he's a bit of a kook. I'll admit that he he thought the earth was flat and said that publicly a few times. Yeah. But yeah. I'm 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 way against you guys on this. I think it's up to you know. Again, we and it's it we have this mentality where we feel like as fans, we are the owner. We own these people's lives and bodies and we don't, if he doesn't want to talk to the media and he's willing to pay that 50 grand every time he does it. Great. And there's no, I totally agree with,
1: with, yeah, but, but, yeah, but he called them pawns. You don't call, He, he meant. you don't he, call. I think he
0: meant peons. I don't think he meant pawns. I think he, he meant. pawns. Peons. I know, but he said, but pawns. he also thought the world was flat. He may, have, he probably. Yeah, used I know, word. but
1: but no, but Joe, you say something, that's what counts. And the thing is, with Kyrie, he's had incredibly stupid comments over a long period of time. But he, so so,
0: why does the media you know, want to talk to him then? At this point, the media is right, grateful he know, doesn't want to talk to him.
2: These, I I don't I don't think, expecting him to fulfill his contractual obligations. Is I don't think it's fair to sit he's, there and he's, say if that he pays we're trying the fine, own his body and if, behavior.
0: If, if he pays the fine, he's fulfilling his obligations. If he's willing to pay yeah, that fine, but he's fulfilling his obligations. He's choosing it, option B instead of option A.
2: It's fine, it, I, that's a bad attitude. Look for me. That I I, yeah. I, I agree with yeah. you. Sure, pay the fine and then don't sit there and demand that you're in charge of where it goes. You paid the fine. If you were that worried about where your money went, you can write a check or. How about you use your platform and talk about what the topics you want to talk about to the media? That's their job. They have a job to do, and you're you're not allowing them to do their job. And and I just think it's a bad look. You know, athletes, all athletes, I think get paid way too much money, and they they're way too entitled. And to me, the NBA, the players are the 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 the, the top of that entitled. Li- I I don't like the the I'm taking a break my body needs a break I that's a bad look for me I don't like James Harden demanding trades and going to nightclubs out of the country let's talk
1: about Harden in a minute because I want
2: to is there practicing trying to win a championship and he's out partying with Instagram models and now he he's got to pass six COVID tests to get back in and, and 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 He's under contract. He signed a contract for three. I think I think
1: he's back playing now. But he, um, he
2: can't. He he still has to pass like right, four more okay. tests.
1: But he's but he's trying anyway. But listen, let me just stay on Kyrie for one more minute because it all something Kyrie said and the way LeBron handled it made me I really now LeBron mm-hmm. is awesome. Yep. You know, I've always liked him. I mean, I always didn't like him sort of. <laughs> but I sort of kept getting more respect for him, kept getting more respect. But how, so uh, uh, Kyrie's teammate Durant has a podcast and he had Kyrie on and Kyrie said that, and this was right during the Lakers playoff run. Well, Kyrie and Durant were home, not playing. He said that he finally has a teammate he can trust in Durant. And, that was such a slam of lebron so lebron got asked about it on the jump and or i think or someplace mm-hmm. and he an- answered it brilliantly he answered it brilliantly he he just was like all the way he said it was yeah you know he
2: made it clear that it upset him he was hurt he said he said he and, and yeah, I, I agree with you yeah. Daryl. Le- lebron james he he just keeps climbing he's he my respect sort of you know not that he cares what Matt Baker thinks, but, um, <laughs> right. you know, he, he he does things the right way. He's very intelligent. Well,
1: and he said something about himself that was interesting. He said he's been involved in two teams that won the most difficult championships ever, and that was an interesting way to look at it, and there's some truth to what he's saying. I sort of looked into it, because certainly this year mm-hmm. was.
0: And I'll agree with you both there. LeBron deserves the utmost respect on and off the court, and Kyrie Irving is – is a bad teammate and a kook and a, and an unstable human being, but he's still well within his rights to say, I don't want to speak to the media. I'm going to pay this fine. And I'm, it's not an unusual thing for players fine money to go towards causes that they designate. That's not an outrageous.
1: Okay. Thing. All right. Happens, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it happens,
0: but, but, it happens, it happens more often when they pay team fines, but I, it's, it, there's no reason that money should go into the league's pocket. The league doesn't suffer. If you really right. think it's a damage to, to the media, then you, the money should go to the news outlet that covers that team. But that's, that's ridiculous too. And I think also the, but, but, the, the, need for, the need for players, for media members to have that sort of access to players now is sort of a, irrelevant because every player's got a Twitter. If they they want yeah. things to be known, that's. But
1: now let, let let's. I I want to at least talk in the last few minutes about Harden because Matt has pretty consistently, um, and I haven't like been on side with him, but he's pretty consistently been against sort of player movement. I think it's fair to say, you know, yeah. in, in some regard.
2: I I well, do you mean just players moving to teams? But deciding that they want to go. I play I somebody I else. struggle with players dictating to the general managers or owners, you, even if they're under contract, trade me. I, I just, I don't like that. In, I don't like it in the right. NFL. And NFL players do it too. Jalen Ramsey did it. I It I, doesn't matter what sport. I, I just, I don't like.
1: I've always taken the player side of it, but now with Harden, I'm really, I'm on your side on that one, Matt. Harden, what he's doing right now, first off, it, Houston has gone crazy to try to get, Uh, stars to play with him and they've won nothing they've won nothing his and he's 31 and now he's he's got a great contract with houston and he's trying to demand the trade he's
2: got he gets uh, on average i think he has four more years at uh, average to be like 40 million a year and now it's trade me only to a contender i want to go to philly First of all, like, how is that not, um, like, tampering? How, how – I just don't like a, a player who's – I don't like it I Going in to say, trade me to this team.
0: I thought that, that, we respected players that wanted to win championships, the valued winning over over, over other yeah, things.
2: So work harder. Yeah, but, like, that's but, it. Like uh, – how is value like? I, I, I value the work ethic in winning a champion. It shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't be a foregone conclusion. It shouldn't be trade me to the team that's going to give me the best chance. It should be I need to work harder. It's not easy, and and that's where I give LeBron James credit. He worked Nobody works harder than him.
0: LeBron
2: Le- 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 was up.
0: LeBron was the original player GM. He went to went where he wanted. Got the players he wanted. When he was to
2: a free When he
1: was, a, I have no problem with that. I have
2: no problem with LeBron James. Taking his
1: talents to Miami Beach. (laughs) That was a, that was a, that's
2: one of the only marks on him. I have have no problem with LeBron James in Cleveland, that second stint. He only had one year deals with, with options. I have no problem with that. That's smart. When, when you have four years left, 40 million a year and your team is fighting for a championship they bring in Russell Westbrook. Their pieces are there with you. Maybe James Harden is the problem. They, they, brought Chris Wall, saying, they brought in Chris Paul. They
1: brought in the big center. You're you're Power. telling me
2: that he he's so dedicated to winning a championship that he's down out of the country at bars with Instagram models right now instead of working. Like <laughs> I, yeah. if I could be so, if I could
0: be at a bar with an Instagram models right now. I would be at <laughs>
2: So listen, what
0: else
1: do we need to talk about? Well, I think there's uh, I think sports. there I
0: think there's more here. And again, I I'm I'm not surprised to hear Matt take this position. I'm a little surprised to hear you take you take it Daryl because you've always been Because
1: more, right, I have but but look, we're talking LeBron. LeBron didn't Bag out of contract. No, we're
0: not talking about LeBron. We're talking about let's let's keep on no, it no heart. But I
1: mean, but compared to Harden, well, Harden compare, has a contract. You can't
0: compare any living man to LeBron. He's going to fall short. Whether you're comparing him as a as an employee, a father, a a team leader, okay. Well going then take uh,
1: Gor- Gordon Haywood. He decided not to play for the Celtics, but he had that option.
0: Again, I think. Again, we, we have because it, it's we're getting. It's, this is. We we have three and a half minutes left. We don't have enough time to get into this, but this is a right. this is a slave slash owner mentality that persists in professional sports, where predominantly the labor force is black and the predominantly the ownership is white. And this is this is a problem that we we can, we could probably spend a whole hour on this, and
1: I'll. Oh, absolutely, I'll, because that's really college basketball in a nutshell. Absolutely, too. and there's it's
0: not it's football. you can't say it's different just because he's well compensated. A well paid slave is still a slave, and I think we we need to get out of this mentality that because the guy's under contract to a team, he should have to stay in a situation that is personally and professionally harmful to him or her mentally physically career-wise james harden's career will suffer if he has spent another year in houston with that crappy team that terribly terribly mismanaged team so i think we need to give the players more freedom whether or not they're under contract or not
2: daryl if if your principal walks into your classroom and tells you you need to do something different you you do it i do it Are you complain? I, might complain, I, I, I would I, complain to him I, I don't. Yeah, think. but no,
1: no, no, no. I do buy Joe's basic point, which is you have billionaire owners and millionaire uh, players. So, and yes, players get paid a lot, but so do movie stars, so do lots of, so do CEOs. And if Daryl, so do um,
0: if Daryl is the fourth or eighth or twelfth best gym elementary school phys ed teacher in the country, and his and he has a problem with his current boss, he should be able to go to Agawam or Mattapan or new sea barrier wherever he wants to go and so i don't know why we don't allow these uh, elite athletes that same freedom same freedom that you have I, I, you know
1: we never we, a, go, ahead oh, go ahead Matt. Right, okay, go ahead well i'm just going to say in the last minute i just want to put out a shout out to to women um and to the, to the woman uh, hired by the Miami Marlins, that, that's a really cool that she's the general manager. I hope she has lots of success. And we didn't even talk about the crazy baseball situation right now. It's free agency, and it's, it's just all compressed into one little time.
2: It's crazy. NBA, now, on that note, too, Daryl. Um, I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, I
1: was just
0: to say, NBA preseason game started last night. That's crazy. They did, they,
2: they, they just and it's starting
1: in th- in three weeks. It's going to be playing. I can't wait. I'm I'm excited.
2: <laughs> I, I also I, I heard this on the radio the other evening. I was um, coming back from work. Kendall, I, I might say that Kendall Coin, um, Schofield played for the USA Olympic hockey team. She made NHL his, history. She's now works. For the um, Chicago Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, you guys, we talked about both these things like two weeks ago. You do I know,
2: I know, crazy. but it's really important. Kendall Schofield, Vandemel, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, uh, then Vandemel. I apologize. I, I heard it. she was on the radio. She was on uh, Spain and Fitz um, on the radio a few days ago, and she's very, very uh, intelligent. She was talking, and, and she was very well spoken. But I didn't realize it was Kendall Schofield that, with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys.
1: So listen, thanks a lot for tuning in to. The, the sports plus show with Baker, Big D and Joe and uh come back next week and see us again. Thanks everybody. <laughs>
2: have a good one. For a, a quick two minute podcast segment, like so what would you think if what would you like the NBA to look like? Do players like should they not have contracts?
0: No, I think I'm I'm fine with it the way it is, where if a player decides that he doesn't want to leave and the thing is too they you have to understand like they have to understand that their contracts are going to be difficult to trade depending on what the, those dollar figures are. So I think it's, it's much harder for James Harden.
1: Yeah. He realized that he couldn't get traded this year, that nobody's going to take on a $40 million contract when they're they're financially, it's going to be a big losing season for the NBA next year financially. Right, right. And so that's why he's going back to play for Houston. He realizes he has to.
0: Right, and you look at the contract Chris Paul signed last year, everyone thought that was going to be untradeable forever, but after he had a solid year, then there were plenty of teams. Yeah, and
1: Harding will be traded next year. Yeah,
0: and I I think, yeah, Matt, I'm okay with the players dictating all this stuff. I think they've – they've been you know forced to they've been under the thumb for too long they should they should But you know
1: what I think what happened with me and Harden was he I hate the way he plays basketball oh, he, yeah. Travels. Yeah. he travels he travels <laughs> he travels you know it's like he I hate the way he plays basketball well, yes he's brilliant well, and, and yes he gets seven assists a game which is decent but he's not He's not LeBron. He's not um, even Kyrie. He's not players that make the other players around them better. Exactly. He doesn't
0: help his team win. He doesn't make his teammates better. And that's why, you know, any team that wants to trade for him is the fool here. And I
1: think, you know, that's... And he's got to be able to to go to
2: some team and be the second fiddle, not be the top. Yeah, but don't like... See, I I, I agree with that. So, but I, I guess my mentality is if that's how you play, if you don't make your team better, James Harden is a, is a top tier talent in the NBA. And so if you're not making your team better, like I, I just have the, the mindset and, and the attitude that you need to look in the mirror and say, all right, well, what can I do better? Not, all right, send me to a team that makes what I do easier. I just, you know what I mean? Because I agree, Joe, the goal is to win a championship.
0: Well, why is it? Why is there no fault being assigned to the team for signing him to that shitty contract and making terrible personnel decisions?
2: Well, but but at every
1: step, but they tried. They had rest. That's what Listen, I mean. I, I gotta step, go. I gotta go. You guys can keep yakking. I gotta go so I get this yeah. on the air. Okay. okay.
0: Like, we'll so. keep this arguing.
1: Is I I think,
2: <laughs> this is why I think players shouldn't have all this control because they've done everything. James Harden has asked them to do they had Chris Paul they had Russell Westbrook you know they brought in pieces to complement his game and it hasn't worked
0: but there's another one Westbrook that's another guy who doesn't make his team any better
2: agreed agreed i I thought it was foolish they're the same player i I, thought it was foolish
0: right at no point when they put those two guys together did i think this is a championship contender i thought this is a this is a train wreck waiting to happen so well i don't know and again we we reward daryl morey by giving him the job with philly which is a, a team with even more potential that he could end up wrecking so I, which is know, I, where
2: which is where James Harden is demanding he goes to, uh, ironically enough. I, I I get what you're saying. I, I and and I I am not for and even with the Kyrie Irving stuff, I agree. Um, if he doesn't want to talk to the media, that's that's his prerogative. But I but I think it's not. It is a collectively bargained by the players' association. They agreed to it. It's a collectively bargained. Um, part of their job description
0: and but it's bargain i
2: find him but to me like i i get it's just a bad look it looks like i i don't just don't want to do it and i don't i don't know it, it's it's not that hard to Marshawn lynch i'm just here so i don't get fined well I, okay if that you know
0: i but okay so, so what's better what's better and then now we're into like a philosophical discussion but what's better yeah. for for the universe Marshawn Lynch saying I'm just here so I don't get fined see ya or Kyrie Irving saying I'll pay the fine every day so I don't have to sit here but I wanted to go to boys and girls clubs or you know anyone you know what
2: I liked how how, or what about this like if that's again here's LeBron James like he, he does it the right way LeBron James's first few interviews in in the bubble was nothing but Breonna Taylor
0: we were through again. two, so, things, two things here. You, you, we again. We can't compare any man to LeBron James without being disappointed in that other man. And, and and again, completely different scenarios. We're talking about a a guy who's has the biggest platform in sports, maybe one of the biggest in the world, using that at a at a critical moment for that movement, versus a guy who's. But he, Dealing with a, a look, employment I, dissatisfaction.
2: Kyrie Irving, look, look the whole, what he's doing is he's calling the people who are supposed to cover him, I'm not doing this because they're pawns, or if, if you think he meant peons, whatever. But he's refusing to talk to them because he doesn't respect the job that they have. And it, I, I, I don't know, it, it, it's... Bothers me if you don't want to talk, then don't talk, do it quietly, you know. But you also have to, it you. I, I, I read this story. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Harold, who left the Clippers to go to LA, yeah, yeah, Montrez, Montrez Harold, yeah, yeah. I, I read this story that he's claiming one of the reasons why he's happy to be out of the Clippers organization. And, and the reason that they weren't more successful in the bubble was because of the toxic locker room that Kawhi and Paul George kind of created in the sense that they avoided media, their media obligations as well, which meant Montrez Harrell, six man, you know, coming off the bench, he had to do more of it because it's contractually uh, and, and collectively bargained. The media is there. They have to talk to someone. And so by a Kawhi Leonard, a Paul George, a Kyrie Irving refusing to go there for whatever reason, you're forcing your teammates to answer more stupid questions. And so, you know, it, 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 it can be looked at as a selfish way to go about it. It could be looked at as that you're a bad teammate. And, and you know, I, I just, it, it's not the hardest thing in the world. Again, if you don't want to do it, don't do it but it's not that big of a deal to go and answer a few questions. And if you have a topic you want to talk about, you know, spin your answers to talk about what you want to talk about. I'm okay with that.
0: Well, it's funny because, you know, I think as a, I think you, you, you make a really good point there that it's most offensive as a, if you're a teammate, I, as a, as a former member of the sports media, I never really minded if a player, if a player was going to give me one word answers to questions, I just wasn't going to talk to that player anymore because it wasn't worth my time or energy or theirs. And there were always, there are always players on every team who were happy to talk for hours about anything. You know, Lou Rowe, who was an assistant at UMass when I was there doing the games on the radio, all you had to do was say hi to Lou and he would talk to you for an hour. And so I would go to Lou because Derek Kellogg would give, would give me grunting three word answers to everything. And so, I think this sort of like the idea that the media is being somehow persecuted or can't do their job. There's just as much story in Kyrie Irving refuses to talk to the media as there is in anything Kyrie Irving's going to say to the media, except when he says that the earth is flat. So, <laughs> you know, so I, as a, as a fan, I don't feel slighted as a member of the media. I don't feel slighted as a teammate. You're right. I, I would, because you, you are sort of, and then you have to answer questions about why Kyrie Irving isn't talking to the media. And again, we're talking about, to be fair, some of the bigger jerks in, in sports, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I, I covered a guy, I, But he's surly. He doesn't like talking to the media. He does not he's, he's kind of surly. He's kind of grumpy. I covered him. He he was, when I was at Texas, he was just in, he was just into the NBA. And so we went to, I went to uh, shoot a game at Oklahoma state and he was there and I talked to him for quite a bit after the game game. And he was, you know, he, he was, he's a quiet guy. He's not a, he's not a boisterous personality. So he was, you know, he's shy and you know, like I was there as a grad student of the university. And so we talked about just about, you know, about being at Texas and that. So I feel like he was a little more relaxed around me than he would have been around, you know any sort of national reporter, but mm. so, but I, I still didn't get anything out of him. You know, yeah. it was still just a, a a kind of a stilted encounter because he's 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 a stiff personality, and, it, and it, it's funny to hear him on some of these podcasts when he does open up. Because when yeah. he does open up, he opens up.
2: Well, and it, it sounds like too, and and I respect this. Like coming, I, I'm big into the mental health piece. I I almost feel like you know it, it shouldn't be. Uh, a, a contractual obligation for some of these players. Um, because there is, you know, and, and KD seemed Kevin Durant appears to be, uh, you know, um, sensitive a little bit to criticism. And, and, you know, he had those burner accounts on Twitter that mm-hmm. he would go on yeah, and defend yeah. himself. And so, you know, it's, it, he probably has, you know, trust issues, uh, with media and, and doesn't want to be portrayed in a certain way. And I get all that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still, I think you can fulfill your obligation or, or, and if you don't, and, and if, if he, if you get fined, you pay the fine and you're kind of be done with it. But Kyrie Irving, he just, he goes on Twitter, he tweets about it. He makes comments about it. And it's like, he wants to, he has no problem talking. He just wants to do it himself. And, and it, it, you know, just selfish.
0: And I can't argue with any of these negative assessments of Kyrie Irving. I, you know, I'm, I'm with you on all that. I just still think they should have the freedom to, to do that if they want. And again, he, as long as he's, as long as he's paying that fine, he's fulfilling the contractual obligations.
2: I'm with you. All right, Joe, I gotta go. I gotta get some uh, laundry folded before Jill gets home. So. All right.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. Have a good week. See you next week.
2: See ya.